Hey, what is up everybody? It's the AI Wizards show when I have uh, Mustafa today here with me and we're ready to chat about a lot of cool stuff. So why don't you say hi, introduce yourself, man. Hi everyone, um, my name is Mustafa Diawahak and I'm from Ghana, in West Africa. Yeah, I'm really excited to be on the show. Okay, so you've been, so you are the uh, CTO of a, of the, uh, O o o Okafua Foundation, Foundation and you and yeah. you guys have been uh, doing some uh, really 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 exciting things with uh, diagnosing the like using AI to diagnose diseases in livestock so could you maybe tell me what's that uh, about like how is it working and you know we'll go from there yeah sure um, okay so Okafua Foundation is um an organization in Ghana here that is focused on like leveraging um, modern technologies to help farmers in Africa here actually produce more and we are doing this by like cutting down um, the number of animals and livestock that get infested with diseases and they die and the farmer loses um, his money and then like it, it goes on and on and then affects like all a whole lot of um, economical issues in the, in the in the community so what we are doing is we, we are leveraging ai to currently um help farmers quickly diagnose um, diseases in animals yeah and but but in, uh how, how do we begin to like use ai to diagnose the diseases like uh is it like a computer vision uh, application of ai like uh what kind of ai uh like uh, what kind of AI do you use to solve what like how do you use AI to, to do that okay so what we have currently is um, a computer vision based um, program that we've modeled uh, we've modeled to successfully diagnose um, crops um, sorry animals so what how this works is that we, we built them um, image classification model in Python and then like yeah, um, modeled it and programmed it um, an Android app for it. So what users would do is like they quickly pick up their phone and then um, start like sort of scan the animal. So mm -hmm. if it's a spot or something that is on the animal and on the animal skin, the farmer can use the app on the Android phone to diagnose it and then actually like get the results in real time and it doesn't need um internet connection to work here because the internet here is like very bad especially in the rural mm -hmm. communities where most people are farmers yeah and and, and so but, but i mean the farmer so the farmer has to spot something weird on the skin of an animal right right and, and yeah then, and then it's kind of like uh no, I wonder what that little like seizure or something on, on the animal is and he can like use his phone to uh, to scan basically the skin of an animal, right? Yeah, yes, yes, exactly. I mean, I mean, I may be wrong, but uh, I'm guessing there aren't that many data sets available with uh, various uh, animal diseases. So uh, how did you guys collect the data to train such a model? Okay, so we, we looked online and then we, we got some like data sets uh -huh. online that are freely available oh. for use. 
yeah and then okay. we also we also tried gathering our own data here because like you know different conditions can affect you know maybe different mm-hmm. breeds of animal have their um you know one thing one thing about ai is like currently most things being done aren't diverse you get it so it's like even the data sets that are available online uh, mm-hmm. um of if it's people okay if it's people it's mostly um excuse me to say about white people you understand no not not sure okay What's so what? if 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 data is available there isn't enough data from africa that is what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. yeah there's no enough data on africa so we okay. couldn't get a lot of like free data online so we got a few data used it to train and then got it our own local data here also to oh. improve the models accuracy yeah okay so but i mean what like what like does the model just say uh, whether the animal is sick or not or does it also like classify what kind of sickness that could be yeah yeah it classifies um the sickness into like what kind of sickness it is and then the farmer also gets um, recommendations like we've we've done a lot of research and mm-hmm. then work closely with like veterinaries locally here mm-hmm. to produce um solutions and recommendations for the farmers in the app directly so mm-hmm. um once the disease is spotted in the, the app diagnosis the disease the farmer also gets the recommendations on like how to better treat the diseases uh, but w- let me ask you something but like there are probably a lot of diseases that can happen to animals and like what percentage of those diseases actually have like like what are the diseases that actually have some that can actually show up in the skin right because you know but when you're a human you get a flu uh you know you're coughing but your skin looks the same right and so i mean what are like the diseases in animals that, that actually show up on the skin that you guys are like targeting to diagnose okay so um parasites and parasites ectoparasites ecto, okay mm-hmm. parasites that affect the animals on the skin that is what we are currently looking at right now so if the animal has um something that isn't showing on its skin right now the app has like that's that is the limitation of the app mm-hmm. yeah so ectoparasites is what we are focusing on right now okay uh, and is it hard for a human like Um, like you know let's imagine like i'm an old school farmer right um why, why, why would i why, why would like i use your app i mean i i can use my eyes so like what's what's so like complicated to distinguish there okay um the first of all we what we are trying to like solve is um two problems here one is um you know in africa here especially ghana here most of the farmers are based in the rural areas which have a uh, poor roads and agri um, agri extension offices i don't know if you yeah offices mm-hmm. that are supposed to be moving around and then like inspecting farms mm-hmm. um helping farms and yeah so they find it difficult to reach such communities such deprived communities mm-hmm. here in, in ghana so what we are doing is without help we are being able we are able to bridge that gap between the agri extension officer who has enough knowledge on animal diseases and all that 
says that officer cannot get to the farmer because of like several conditions and all that. With uh, change, so 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 you mean like there are those like inspectors who are helping farmers with diseases, but they can get to like all the uh, very rural regions of yeah. Ghana. Okay. Yes, exactly, exactly. So that is one part we are we are solving, and the other is um, um, farmers in the rural areas hardly can read or write. Oh. You understand? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if it's a medicine that they're supposed to use to kill the animal or something, that becomes a problem for them, and then they end up mixing the medicines like this prescription. They wouldn't know which one is meant for this sickness, which one is meant for this animal, and then order. They end up. Um, um, so one part that we are also solving is um, rural farmers in, in in Ghana here actually mostly cannot read or write, and then they mm -hmm. end up mixing prescriptions and then giving the wrong medicine to an animal, and then end up like poisoning poisoning that animal. Which makes it mm -hmm. unsafe for human consumption. You get it. So what we are doing is, since they, the farmers themselves, do not have enough knowledge on pest uh, management, disease management, and all that, we've trained an, an AI like agents, if I should put it, an AI agent mm -hmm. to to do the work of um, the agri extension officer. You understand? So yes. it, it's it's yeah, it's not like. Um, a farmer with a vast knowledge in um, animal animal disease diagnosis and all that. Those are not our targets. Our target is like the rural people, people mm -hmm. who actually like produce um, meat for consumption here mm -hmm. in our in our local communities. But do those rural people? I mean. If it's hard for them to like read or write, uh, what makes you confident that they will be able to handle using like an Android app that they like own a phone at all? Like, do they own uh, Android smartphones? And uh, what effort have you put in your uh, what effort are you putting in your application to make it like really easy to use? Like, like my okay. two questions here. Yeah. Um, so first of all, with the app, uh, the interface is designed with. Um, Instead of text-based, making the interface more text-based, we've made mm -hmm. it um, like visuals. Okay, use visuals, use icons. Like, like little pictures. Or, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. We use icons to depict like the buttons and all that, and mm -hmm. use also um, animations. We have animation stories that mm -hmm. um, the animations are also in their local dialects. That is one thing that makes it very easy. Mm -hmm. For them to like kind of interact with the app very well mm -hmm. we have animations so so, in the... so so the animations they have like a voiceover so somebody yeah. from that community who speaks the language voices the you know the story and the animations they are like the instructions right on how, exactly. how to use the app exactly and, exactly okay anything else on the interface that you're, you're doing yeah, and then if farmers also want to report a problem, we have a feature in the app that allows farmers to maybe like get in touch with us. So traditional apps here, you you you, you sort of type your mm -hmm. questions to them. So in this app, we've built a feature that allows farmers to kind of like 
just press a button and then record whatever mm -hmm. their problem is or yeah. issue. Yeah. So that's, with the release, that's awesome. Yeah, with the release of the button, we get their their request and then since we also speak like the same language with them, we are able to interpret it and then find solutions and get back to them in real time. Yeah, and and do um, do many of those farmers like uh, like do they use smartphones? Do you think if they don't, uh, they would switch to using a smartphone or like how do you think like put putting that you know technology of a smartphone in their hands at first like would even work before they can install the app? Okay, so that is um, doing uh, um, due due diligence analysis. We we find out that. Most farmers are not having smartphones currently, but we believe like the sorry, so, so, sorry, do they do, do they carry smartphones or do, do they not? They do not. Okay. But quite quite a few of them um, have smartphones, and they are like likely to start using our service. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, but considering something, the rate at which like people are acquiring smartphones here is like very mm -hmm. high. Everyone wants to switch to Android because it has like better features and all that provides them with a lot of services and all. So people are like mm -hmm. day in a day out. People are people are acquiring um, smartphones. Mm -hmm. You understand? Yeah. So we yes. feel like th there is a need for us to build this tool down, and people who already have smartphones will start using it, and those who don't have would like you know eventually very soon, even by the end of 2019. We are sure more than like 200 farmers are going to get smartphones, and then they can start using the app. Mm -hmm. So what what we are doing currently to solve to kind of like minimize the effects of people not having smartphones currently is that um, we also have a feature. We have a feature where people can just use their normal phones. Um, how is it called? Those is it Symbian or? those little little phones so they just mm -hmm. then are used for like making calls so you just call us and then you they sort of like describe the situation what is happening to the animal so mm -hmm. when they describe it we have like um um a client who is sitting by the computer and then we input all the information they give into the model so we run it here locally on our machines and then sorry give so, sorry, sorry. I'm I'm not sure. So so you mean like uh, the user can 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 like call you guys uh, and describe what's happening or yeah or yeah. Uh, and and you were mentioned that like the internet service in the rural areas is like not good, but is the mobile service like uh, yeah yeah they, that they, is okay it's better yeah they, yeah yeah and so, so and so and so they can like call you and describe what's happening to the animal and you know just continue from there okay i have clarified that for myself okay so what they can do is they can also call us and then describe the what is happening to the animal or on the farm so when we get mm -hmm. that information we also like ask them certain information just as um some of the information that the the model we use to to make its prediction we ask them those questions and then um, get that feedback so we train it in our model here on our machines in, in the cities where we have like internet and computing power and all that mm -hmm. so when we diagnose when we run uh, when we process that information in our model 
and then get a likely prediction by the model here on our machines we can but, we can but then reach do, 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 you mean, do you mean do you mean like uh, do you mean like they send like a picture of an animal like or, or like a picture of its skin like to train a model like you gotta have some input data and uh, i'm uh, like and I'm, I'm understanding that you like call the farmers but uh what like what do you use to then what do you use that data to like train it on like then like Sorry, like do 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 like take pic like do you use pictures that the farmers like take or uh, and then listen to them on the phone and kind of try to diagnose what's going on, yeah. like like how exactly. does that okay so so they so they take a picture and, and then they can can like call you right yeah yeah and that what's happening mm -hmm. yeah okay gosh huh. And I guess, I guess, like, like for, like for now, yeah, I see that. Like, you guys have actually given like a good thought to how that would work. But now, let's get to like the insights. And like the most important thing here is, of course, of course, like the accuracy of the model, like how practical it is to actually use for people. And uh, I think that the the app is uh, is not launched yet, right? It's still in the development phase, right? Yeah, we've, we've, we've launched the beta version and then currently mm -hmm. having a few farmers to try it out and then mm. we got more data and feedback to improve the model and all that. And, and, and so, so let's start with that, like uh, on which, uh, on like which kinds of animals does the app work? Like can you use like on like cows or like pigs or chickens? like? Like for which animals does so it yeah, does the app? Uh, for which animals does the app work? Okay, so all that we, we are doing is like focused on farmers, the farmers, the local people mm -hmm. who are who are here and then producing and surviving on agriculture. So here currently people are into poultry producing poultry a lot and then mm -hmm. they are also looking at um, livestock so rabbits for rabbits production for meat and mm -hmm. um, sheep and cattle mm -hmm. yeah so those are the animals we're targeting right and, now. Uh, so, so so like it's mainly rabbits sheep and cows yeah yeah and poultry uh, uh, and pottery you mean you mean like making stuff out of clay yeah yeah okay so as though that is um people like the rural areas here people are living in houses that are built with clay and yeah water. okay yeah and yeah and, and like that's you know uh how the rural people like like the really rural people live in ghana yeah so like it's farming yeah. and building stuff uh out of clay which is basically pottery yeah yeah yeah, by the way, interesting fact, my uh, my uh, last name in Russian basically translates as Potter. So, you know, I, uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, rural people may, may like me for that if I visit Ghana. <laughs> anyway, so, 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 like, so like if a ship is sick, right, uh, and if it has like something on its skin, you can kind of like shave off, you know, some of that fur or you know and you can use the app and see if it's parasites yeah but i mean if it's not parasites right um 
like what else could that be i mean if it's just like if, if the animal just got wounded you know with the it fell off over of like cliff or something and it you know just has like has like a wound will that like be uh, able to like tell the difference and that like hey like that's just a normal wound except and like not a disease um no no we we assume yeah. like farmers will be able to tell the difference between wounds normal wounds okay. and then like um parasite diseases but that is a good okay. idea. I, I think uh-huh. I think we'll have, we'll have to like include build a feature like that, a feature like that in the app. That is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so 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 the app comes in in the place where the farmer like already knows that something is wrong and, and the animal didn't just fall off. So so like the farmer kind of understands that like hey like it's a disease. So and 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 the app is used to diagnosed like what kind of seizure like what kind of like parasite wound is that so, so, exactly. so it's like so it's classifying the type of a disease yeah exactly yeah exactly mm. yeah that that makes sense because i was kind of like thinking huh like what if daniel has like some weird wound like what will what will the app say you know uh yeah. like this is a wound of an animal that fell over a cliff two minutes ago from like uh Two and a half meters. <laughs> yeah, and and on your website you mentioned that it's like ninety-seven percent accurate. Yeah, yeah, we we managed to mm. achieve over ninety-seven percent accuracy. Ninety-seven percent, and so like what what are like the different diseases like? Suppose like there's like the, a, a wound, right? And uh, how many you know classes can the model classify? Like how many diseases can kind of attribute the wound to? Right now, we we've limited ourselves to only like four major diseases that uh-huh. are affecting um, farmers here in, in in Ghana here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and are there like big differences in the way you? Uh, treat those diseases like yeah. in medications. Okay, yeah. and are and are those like visually different? Um, do do you maybe like have some uh, pictures on like your desktop somewhere? If you like happen to have those, uh, you could you know demonstrate your screen in Skype. If you um... do, or or, or or like if you don't, I can just add them in in editing. Okay. I mean, yeah. but my, but like my question here is, um, like, are the diseases are, are the diseases are like visually different? Like, is there yeah. like a clear visual difference? Yeah, yeah, there is like a clear visual difference, and but some also are very similar. So the mm. app does like being able to differentiate between what disease, what situation is what disease, and what situation is another. So. And here's kind of, here's kind of like a uh, a little like question for you. Um, your intuition. What if the app instead of using AI, what if the app just shown like say, uh, it's got like four diseases now. So what if like for four diseases it would show like four example pictures. Um, would the person be better off just looking at the pictures and being like, okay, that's how that disease looks like, and that's how that disease looks like, or you know, do the people actually you know benefit like benefit from the kind of like the artificial intelligently 
artificial intelligence in the application like does can AI do what a person can do without substantial practice right now from like your so so in in diagnosing these diseases it's like it can really get like sort of complicated for the pharmacy um, but since the model has seen like um, hundreds of data hundreds of examples it has learned to be to be better because you can't just show a person one image and then tell that person mm -hmm. maybe okay this is this disease and wherever you see something like this it is just this disease mm -hmm. situations change based on um maybe where the spot is located and mm. what type of animal is it and how like big the um, mm -hmm. the area of um, the tumor and all that mm -hmm. yeah, yeah so, and, like, and, and, and like how big are those tumors like can be um are they like this much i mean like in general like if, if an animal is sick like when like when the farmer begins to notice usually uh like when when it's like that big or when it's like that big or uh like really small really small okay yeah and and so i'm guessing that those rural farmers they don't have like hundreds of livestock they have like i mean I mean, if they're able to spot those diseases, I mean, I mean, how much those rural farmers that should target, you know, how how many animals do they have? Averagely, in the in the rural areas in Ghana, a farmer can have like maybe fifty to eighty to hundred um animals. Mm -hmm. That is maybe like cattle, but poultry they have like maybe thousands. They can get like maybe one thousand and over no so so these are like uh, really big farms yeah so the the whole idea is if one animal is diagnosed and then it is negative it has a parasite and it, it has been infested the whole concept is like you know there is an invasion on the farm mm -hmm. you understand so it's, it's better you start spotting all disease um, all animals and then if it's you are going to quarantine those animals, you do that. Or if you, there is maybe you have to clean the whole um, cage or something like a practice. If there is a practice mm -hmm. or something you have to do, you know, like, yeah, okay, this is what is um, happening and this is what I can do to solve it. Mm. Okay. And how far... Um, how far, like, would you say uh, the app is from being released to pr production for people to actually, like, use? Yeah, I think, like, very soon. Very soon. Very in, okay. Yeah, in about two months, we should release the app for full. We should have a full release of the app for people to start mm -hmm. using, farmers. Yeah. And, and can people say uh, in different parts of... Africa or in different parts even like of the world like maybe you know say somewhere in Russia uh, Can they also like benefit from using the app? I mean uh, of course like the interface and all that stuff like would maybe be different like the languages, but Would the same technology be applicable in like other parts of Africa? Yeah in 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 Africa here, you know like this sub-region we have most of our things in common so I believe this app would work like very well for people in Africa here 
but maybe mm-hmm. once it's taken outside of Africa, maybe you might have a slight mm-hmm. reduction in like accuracy and all that. But mm-hmm. once we get enough data and then like retrain the model and build a special version for maybe the outside world, depending on the region mm-hmm. that, um, the app is going, mm-hmm. I think it would still work very well for other people as well. So, um, let's talk a, a little bit about like, is it a commercial app or is it like a non-profit? Like what, what kind of, what kind of like an uh, organization, like are you developing the app? Okay. So right now we, we just doing it for like non-profits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are focusing on like the impact and mm-hmm. do just that. Yeah. We have other, um, things that we are planning on commercializing. Mm-hmm. But the app, as we are just giving it out as a tool for farmers mm-hmm. to to cut down on um, the disease, the rate of disease affects their crops, and also produce healthy meat for public consumption. Uh, yeah. and, and about crops, you also have like some plans to some potential plans to diagnose the diseases in crops. Yeah. I, I know I know that yeah. like that's not yet, you know, in the product line, but if you could like give like a little bit say like some words about what the app will be able to do with crops, with like plants, uh, just you can do that. Okay. So the app is just like this one also it, di- it diagnoses um, diseases in crops and then gives farmers the recommended solutions by as given by experts yeah mm-hmm. okay so let's chat let's uh chat a little bit about um you and how you uh started with coding you were mentioned to me before that you were actually like learning to code without, you know, you know, like yet even having like a computer. So maybe uh, we could Please talk a little bit about oh. how you like got started. Okay, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I grew up in a small community in Ghana here called Moshizo. Um, and, sm- and small, like uh, how many people? Um, not a lot of. People like eight hundred to thousand, mm. yeah. It's like, yeah. But there are little, little settlements here. So that is where I grew up, and we, back in the days, internet like the connection was even very hard, and areas where you could you could get internet, they were also like very expensive. Yeah. So mm. I grew up in such a small community where um, like social vices were rampant um, internet so, sorry, sorry where what was social vices like people crying crime the oh, crime okay. was, was yeah very high and mm-hmm. other so growing up in, in, in such a community where internet fraud was like very rampant and I knew I could also use the internet to possess some kind of like universal skill mm-hmm. that would enable me to, to be able to solve problems. Like I wanted to to possess um, a learning skill um, 
first when I started going to the internet for um to to start learning um laying my hands on the computer and mm-hmm. searching for free resources on coding and all that like people some people were against mm-hmm. it because they knew like it, I was where I grew up if you go to the internet at that age people would just start thinking he's a fraud guy you you understand so things like got a little complicated and my parents were also like very supportive mm-hmm. so they and, would and, give and, me and, and where would you like get that learning access did you have like a computer at home with the internet or mm-hmm. library or no 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 we didn't have a library and when i started nobody in my family even had a computer mm. yeah so i had to like walk miles away from home to to get to an internet cafe to mm. pay to use the internet so that was how i started paying to use the internet and then learning skills like how to code little by little mm-hmm. and gradually like everything is working fine now Mm. It's it's really really interesting and um yeah. What would you say um, are there is there like growing interest in Ghana uh when it comes to like coding and AI like are you know more and more people jumping on board and learning how to do cool stuff with it? Okay, so right now I currently work for an organization called an NGO called um, Ghana Code Club, where we mm-hmm. we like teach digital literacy skills to kids. Um, that is, we that is a mission. We have a mission to train these young ones that are coming up to to like um, get the skills needed to thrive in this like digital revolution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Not a lot of people even have heard about coding before because there are communities in Ghana here that haven't seen a computer before. Mm. Get it? But like those here that we we have we have access to, we we train them on like how to start coding from the beginning and giving them the introduction to computer programming and all mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And and you mentioned that you also volunteer to like teach kids to code and like in what communities do you like go like how big are those communities where you go and you know teach uh kids to how to you know program okay so just understand like uh what like what are those communities where you know you're volunteering to teach like what are they like where you know so some we, we've been to a lot of communities in Ghana. We've been to so many places. Some are just mm-hmm. like what we, we spoke about earlier. You go to places with people living in mud houses and all that. Some are deprived as that. And then in the cities and like towns also. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, do you think we should wrap up here? Or do we have something that we... Uh, like to also discuss. Um, I think we 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 we've spoken a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So why don't we wrap up here? Um, yeah. Some final words. Um. Okay. So what I, I like I would like to say is um. 
really about like um first of all diversity in ai research and algorithmic like bias that is one thing that i would like to urge all researchers to kind of put a little more effort into and then look at and also we should start regarding um the ethics in ai ethical ai and other because it has mass applications and when ai is going to inherit our saints our imbalances our imperfection mm-hmm. so we as humans should try as much as possible to be ethical as possible in developing these tools and then be careful where we apply them yeah yeah i i heard you know somebody say that uh you know currently you know where most of the ai is basically used to uh, on like social networks and like e-commerce to basically try to exploit that little you know uh, monkey brains that we have uh, you know yeah so ethics is a big big thing so thank you so much dude you know I'm gonna shake your hand virtually <laughs> yeah this is this is how we do handshakes uh, like uh, from Siberia to uh, Ghana. Oh. Okay, so Musta- Mustafa, um, th- that was the A Wizard show. Uh, bye, everybody, and hope like you're having a great day.